Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. Integrity of expertise. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I am your host, Dale Dixon. Each and every week, we dive into one of the 25 competencies from The Complete Leader. It's a book by Ron Price and Randy Lisk. You can also find many more resources at thecompleteleader.org. Check it out. While you're here in your favorite podcast listening app, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you're always uh, on top of the latest episode that will hit your uh, hit the podcast player. Each and every week, Ron Price and I have this conversation, and we're talking about character and character's impact on a person's ability to influence others. And it really comes out of Ron's latest book with Stacey Ennis, Growing Influence, a story of how to lead with character, expertise, and impact. And we, uh, through the course of a most recent conversation in the podcast, we unpack the idea of growing character, leading with character, and integrity of character. Would you give us a quick overview of that, Ron, for somebody who heard it and it's been a week and they want a quick refresher or to get folks set up if they haven't heard the podcast so they can listen to this and then go back and listen to the Integrity Podcast. Sure, Dale. Um, One of my mentors uh, who passed away a number of years ago, Peter Drucker, defined a leader as somebody with followers. And of course, There's a little bit of a chuckle in that, but what he's really saying is that you can think that you're a leader, but if nobody's following you, you're not really a leader. And um, that made me ask the question, so what makes somebody want to follow? And um, there are three distinct dimensions of followers or three distinct kinds of followers. So we talked about this sort of on the other side of the equation last week by talking about three different kinds of leaders or three dimensions of leadership. And the last time that we were together, we talked about leadership as an expression of character, or we influence people because of who we are. And uh, to summarize that quickly, we really build our character by how we govern ourselves and how we relate to other people. And if we do a pretty good job of living up to our aspirations and other people's view of what it means to be a person of character, then people want to follow us. They're they're drawn to us, not only logically, but also emotionally, because of the kind of person that we're demonstrating ourselves to be. So we defined integrity as defining what those values are by how you govern yourself and relate to others and how well you manage the knowing-doing gap between what you aspire to and how you actually behave. And if that resonates with other people, you're going to attract them. They're going to want to follow you in the context of your character. But there are other kinds of leadership as um, I think as we were finishing up in our last podcast, we mentioned this. So today, what I thought we were gonna talk about is the kind of leadership that I refer to as expert leadership. It's where we follow somebody because of what they know or what they're able to do for us. So we're really following them because we're gonna get something from them. So we may or may not be relating to their character. As a matter of fact, sometimes we follow an expert leader in spite of character gaps because they know a lot, they're able to deliver, and it could be any area of expertise. So it could be that you follow your accountant's advice and the way you fill out your tax returns. 
or it could be that you follow your doctor's advice in uh, taking a prescription or in your diet, or it could be that you follow the advice of the marketing department and what they say that you should be doing in order to promote your product or any place that knowledge or the ability to get something done to create value for another person exists. That's an example of expert leadership. It's the reason you go back to a doctor with bad bedside manner. <laughs> yeah, it's a great point. Yeah, well said. <laughs> so, so let's let's um, unpack this idea of integrity of expertise. Where, where should we start? Well, obviously, just going one step back again to saying that leadership is about influence. It's those are synonymous in my thinking. So, it's my willingness to follow you, and and uh, in that dimension of expertise. I'm willing and I want to follow you because of your knowledge or your skills or your experience. And so I'll follow you if it's going to benefit me in some way, if it's going to create value for me. So that really becomes the first way that we begin to define integrity of expertise is, are you creating true value for me? Because if you're not really creating value for me and I'm following you, under some false pretense, that's what we refer to as a con artist. A con artist is somebody who claims they're giving you value, but in the end it turns out they didn't give you value, they were just exploiting you. So it, this is the first place where we define integrity of expert leadership is, what is the exact nature? What's the true nature of the value that I as an expert leader am creating for other people? So next, we would expect our expert leaders to be current. To, to be giving us the most current um, value around their area of expertise. So we would want them to stay relevant in their knowledge. I think one of the challenges that we have today is that we're learning new things so quickly that it, let's say that it's the expertise of computer coding. Let's say that you wanna have somebody go write you an app. If you have somebody write you an app today based on the technology of three or four or five years ago, they really haven't provided you with good expert leadership. They really need to be aware of what's happening today and what will be happening in the near future in order to do a good job of writing code for your app. But again, you can apply that to any area of expertise. For you to have integrity of expertise, you have to be creating real value. You have to be current, relevant, you have to be providing value that works or is at the cutting edge or the leading edge at least of what's available today, not what was available five years ago. Or, you know, some people who call themselves experts are trying to give their expertise to us based on something they learned 20 years ago. And uh, that really begins to challenge the integrity of their expertise if they haven't continued to grow over time. So if you're going to maintain your integrity as an expert leader, you have to keep adding to your expertise. And it might mean that you've got to go deeper and deeper into that particular area of expertise that you have, or it might mean that you need to develop peripheral um, or other meaningful types of expertise. So um, I'm thinking of an example of this right now, Dale, because my dermatologist, who's somebody that I respect a lot, he, he, he's a medical doctor. He went to school. He got a medical degree. He then specialized in dermatology, spent a number of years learning that. You, you might think, well, he's learned enough. He understands biology. The, the basic biology of how our body works hasn't changed since he was in medical school, 
But understanding how to work with that biology has changed a lot. So he's continued to grow his expertise in understanding the skin and the different layers of the skin and, and how we treat it and how we can provide um, nutrients that will absorb down through several layers of the skin. He's deepened his expertise to the point where he's been awarded several patents for what he's done in that area. And in that way, he stayed relevant as my dermatologist. But in his case, he also decided to study some peripheral areas of expertise that would also benefit me. So he began to study the impact of nutrition on your skin health. He began to study the impact of different drugs on your skin health. He spread his expertise out into new areas, even to the point of generating or creating products for good skin health, because he was dissatisfied with the products that were currently available. So he's become a pioneer in product development and in manufacturing and in distribution. These are all peripheral areas of expertise that he developed that caused me to follow him as my dermatologist because I can see how passionate, how engaged, and how he's continuing to grow his expertise over time. As a matter of fact, when I go in for my annual physical with him to see how I'm doing because I'm older and we have to be concerned with skin cancer and things like that, I'm always learning something new because in the last 12 months, he has added to his expertise and that commitment on his part, that success on his part to keep getting better and better and better makes me want to follow him as an expert leader. It always makes me nervous when I walk into a doctor's office and I've done more research and seen more articles on a, whatever the, the topic is at hand and the, the doctor says, oh, I haven't heard of that. So when you said earlier, you know, we follow expert leaders for one simple reason is for what we get from them. This idea of continual learning and, and staying up to date with the latest, it requires a level of intentionality in order to get better and to create more value because of that one simple reason that people are following an expert leader. Yeah, that's a, you're exactly right. The intentionality, which needs to be then translated into actual disciplines, actual behaviors. So that means that there has to be space that you create in your schedule for you to continue to invest in your expert leadership. For me, it was, I didn't see it or define it this way at the time, but it was uh, probably between 30 and 40 years ago. I was challenged to begin to spend 30 minutes every day on getting better as an expert, getting better at who I am and how I lead. And so initially I spent that time learning how to do a better job of managing and executing around my priorities. But eventually it led to going deeper into understanding strategy and the whole process of developing and implementing a strategic plan. And then it grew to people and understanding talent and over the years, there have been a lot of different chapters of that part of my experience, but I now look back on it and I'm so grateful that I was challenged to set aside at least 30 minutes a day to work on becoming more of an expert in some area. And, and still to this day, it's a part of my discipline that as long as I'm going to keep um, presenting myself as an expert leader, as, as long as I'm going to ask people to follow me because of what I know or what I can do for them, I am obligated because of the way I define integrity in expert leadership to keep growing, to keep learning, 
So my core area that I've decided to devote myself to is expertise around what it means to be a leader. That's why we're having this conversation today. And because of that, I read uh, at least eight or 10 books every year about leadership that are new ideas, new ways of approaching it to expand my own thinking, to learn from what other people have learned and to recognize that you don't maintain your expertise by living in your own world. You may, you grow your expertise by getting out there and seeing what other people are doing and learning from others. So sometimes I'm learning about leadership from my clients or from my peers or from other authors, but, it's a commitment that I've made that's very intentional and very habitual because I know that it's key to me maintaining integrity in leadership. I, as I connect dots for what you just described and, and how you have worked to maintain a, a level, your level of expertise in a variety of areas, you're talking about becoming an expert in something else and so you've done that but let's let's talk through that where where is it established um at what point do you can you say okay it's it's time that i can i can offer myself up in service as a leader in this area of expertise in reality you can offer yourself as an expert leader the moment that you're creating value for others so in that area maybe it's accounting Maybe it's in a health science. Maybe, for instance, Dale, I consider you an expert leader in presenting skills, in helping uh, leaders develop executive presence. The moment that you can create value for them, you can offer yourself as an expert leader. Now, you want to be careful that you define that expertise within the scope of the value that you can create. And then you can continue to grow that. So we don't just become an expert overnight and then remain that level of expert throughout our entire career. We become an expert incrementally over time. My own experience has been that there are times that I have moved away from one area of expertise I was working on into a new one. And the reality is I lose my expert leadership influence during that period of transition. So to give you an example of this, um, I, I spent about 15 years working with a company that was involved in formulating new novel nutritional products. And they, even though I'm not a scientist, not a biologist, but I learned enough to be able to understand and guide the strategic conversations around developing these new nutritional products. And we were, we were on the front edge of understanding how nutritional supplements and diets could impact a person's overall health and wellness. So we were on the front edge of understanding the role that exercise and rest and diet had an impact on the cardiovascular system. Today it's taken for granted. We all understand many of those things, but that wasn't always the case. And I developed expertise there in how you applied what the scientists were discovering about nutrition and lifestyle and health into creating products that we would then make available. We, we were selling these products in 10 different countries. And I developed enough expertise there that I started being quoted in books as a nutritionist. <laughs> I sort of chuckle because I've never been certified as a nutritionist. But because of the research I'd done and the value I was creating, that's the way I began to be perceived by others. Well, in 2000, I decided that that part of my career had come to an end, and I retired. And um, I, I quickly realized that it would only take 
at the most 12 or 18 months and my knowledge of nutrition would become more or less obsolete. And today, first of all, I've forgotten a lot of what I learned. I've forgotten a lot of the terms around the different antioxidants and anti-inflammatories that were in our products and things like that. But I also haven't kept up with the new things that have developed there. So I am no longer referred to by anybody as an expert when it comes to nutrition. I shifted to a new direction. I, I was really interested at that point in understanding talent at a much deeper level, and that eventually led to leadership. So today, a lot of people around the world would refer to me as an expert around understanding talent and developing leaders, but that was, it took me time to be recognized for that. It took me time to develop meaningful influence or meaningful value around those topics. So it's an example of how you don't necessarily have to stay with the same one your whole life or whole career. You can, but you can shift as long as you decide and make a commitment and spend the energy and put the work into becoming an expert in a new area. Again, under the auspices that we're defining an expert as somebody who creates value. Oftentimes, governments, regulatory bodies define that through certain certifications or licenses. And, and accreditations, and that's fine. I think that's an important part of how we normalize expertise in society around us. But really the fundamental value that you're creating for others isn't the letters that you put behind your name. It's did you really create value for them in a way that caused them to want to follow your leadership in that area. Perfect, so we're just about out of time for today. It really gets to the heart of this idea of value creation and people are going to follow an expert for what they get from that expert. And it's for that expert to have integrity, that expert must maintain and keep learning and growing in the field of expertise. Um, so we've, we've talked through integrity of character, integrity of expertise. What's next? Next time, uh, we're going to talk about integrity in positional leadership. So it's integrity around your title, integrity around the role that you play in an organization. Perfect. Any final words on integrity of expertise? Yeah, well, you can tell, Dale, that I'm excited about this topic. And I'm, I'm excited because after years and years and years of learning and experiencing and growing, I feel that this is a fairly simple model on the other side of complexity that people can use to define what kind of a leader they want to be, what kind of a character leader they want to be, what kind of an expert leader that they want to be. So I encourage our listeners, don't just listen to this once, but go back and make some notes to yourself and become more intentional. Become clear in the kind of leadership or the kind of influence that you want to build because really the only limit to the kind of influence you can begin to demonstrate is determined by the decisions that you make and how you follow through on those decisions. Fantastic. So the book is Growing Influence, a story of how to lead with character, expertise, and impact available wherever books are sold. Be sure and check out uh, the website for more resources around this, price-associates.com slash Growing Influence is the web address. Once again, price-associates.com slash Growing Influence. You can watch videos of Ron and Stacy, the authors of Growing Influence, and a number of resources. And per 
the idea of our conversation today, they're adding resources as they learn, as both Stacy and Ron learn new things about growing influence. So be sure to check that website often. Um, grab the book. It is a worthwhile read. Ron, thanks so much for a great conversation. I look forward to our next podcast where we talk about this idea of growing our influence around the idea of positional leadership. Thank you, Dale. And you have a great week. This is the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org.